Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Let us know what you're up to. Have a beautiful Monday evening, 0876797104. Joining us back for another Monday evening, we'd like to invite on to explain to you some of the weirder, wonderful world of uh, medicine, medical research, weird things you might have seen in the ER or over the years, our resident medical professional, Dr. Jennifer Wyders, back on the line. Doc, what's up? How are you? Hi, guys. How are you? Very good, thanks. Yeah, we're good. We're not doing too bad. Good. No, been, been worse. <laughs> been, been bored. We're slowly starting to creep back open. Uh, how's, how's like life over in New York? Because you guys were obviously one of the worst hit in all of the United States, and now you have uh, riots on your hands as well, so that must be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting time period. You know, I think, uh, I think it's time the U.S. takes a hard look at itself and see what's wrong and try to fix it. But it's been, you know, it's been a, a really tough time with people stuck inside and then, you know, uh, angling for equality on every every area. Um, it's been it's been tough. It's definitely been tough. But um, but as you said, you know, here we are looking at since, you know, we've uh, like a lot of med- medical people are sort of sick of talking about coronavirus. Why not look at some of the conditions that we rarely ever see but love to study in a book? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's of what course, we really want yeah. to talk about tonight. No, but so anyway, so what I was going to tell you guys is that there are certain medical conditions, of course, that we know globally, like diabetes, high blood pressure, asthma, that almost all of us have heard of. But then there are those really, really rare conditions that very few people have heard of. Even doctors have rarely seen them in their careers. And mm. I thought it would be fun to take a look at some of these this evening. Some of these weird medical conditions that are on record that may have only affected a handful of people that are very interesting nonetheless. So oh, yeah. the first one I wanted to talk to you guys about is called auto brewery syndrome, okay? This is wild. So most of us will go out and have a few drinks depending on our tolerance and then have a rough morning the next morning or feel hungover or, you know, mm-hmm. get tipsy after one or two drinks like myself who used to have a decent tolerance and now it's just in the toilet. So I'm a pretty cheap date. You should let my husband know that. <laughs> so, but anyway, so... This is a really error where people have gut fermentation in their GI tract. So what happens is the bacteria that is present in the normal GI tract or in our colon and our small intestine normally will behave uh, in a way that you just digest and then you have an output, either through urine or For some people, after you have a carbohydrate-rich food, there, people have an excess of a type of yeast, and a fermentation process exists in their GI tract so that they start to produce alcohol, okay? 
nuts. It's like a brewery in their body. And that's so what can sorry for interrupting. Like I've read about that online before and thought it has to be waffle. It has to be BS. Like you're saying that this is now actually a thing. Some people have they have their own little. Uh, little beer making plant inside them but hang on a sec did I not come across a story where there was a guy stopped and his alcohol level was really high and he said he hadn't drank anything that's what I think yeah, yes. that's what it must be kind yes. of yes. Pe- I think in we my brain somewhere once, actually you guys yes so here's a situation where you know you can be driving erratically and you could be in your car you're pulled over by a policeman or a policewoman they give you a blood alcohol test or you you know you breathe into the tube and it comes up as positive that your blood alcohol is higher than what story that we discussed, you know, a couple months ago was somebody who swore on the Bible that he hadn't had drinks. They didn't believe books him. Was he had a very auto brewery syndrome where he actually did not have anything to drink. He was not aware that his body did this. Um, and he you know, had a carbohydrate rich food, which could be anything, pasta or pizza, doesn't matter. And because his, his body has this excess of a certain type of yeast, his digestive tract produced alcohol or pure ethanol, which made his blood system. And he actually had a high alcohol level without... Cool, right. So that's uh, auto brewer syndrome, which I imagine a lot of college students would have found handy back in the day if they could have had it, <laughs> uh, as you said. So um, what do we have next? So the next one is called foreign accent syndrome. This is great. So imagine you're born, like, let's just say you're in New York, for argument's sake, and you have this typical New Yorker accent, right? And then you get a heavy blow to your head at some point, whether you're playing baseball and somebody hits you in the head or you end up having a, you know, you're in a car accident, God forbid, and you get smacked on the head. Um, and you wake up in the emergency room and you call out for the nurse and you realize that something shocking happened to you. You have a strong Irish accent, okay? <laughs> this is nuts. So, so a lot of people, you know, a lot of doctors, when they originally saw this, this is less rare than the auto brewery syndrome, by the way. There are a lot of cases of this where people have either had some sort of traumatic brain injury, a stroke, getting hit in the head, like I mentioned, or even amnesia, where people will wake up and either be able to talk a different language or or have a very strange um, change in their accent. The most common, by the way, are British English to French, American English to either Irish or British English, Spanish to Hungarian, and, and Japanese to Korean. Th- this is what's been recorded. Very strange. So there was a very interesting uh, on the BBC report. I'll send you this, this, you guys, because I had found this one. I was researching this on YouTube where a woman, um, a British woman, had a migraine while she was reporting and suddenly acquired a French accent in the middle of her BBC report based on a migraine. I've seen this. I actually think I've seen this before. It's just nuts, right? That is so strange. It's it's absolutely fascinating. So some, some, you know, some doctors will, will, uh, you know, they, it's difficult to do studies on this because it is quite rare, right? But there was a study in 2016 in a journal of neuroscience where they, they looked at the brain, they did a brain study, an EEG of somebody who went through this. And it's, it's tied into the psychiatric and neurological system. So there is some sort of neurological event, whether it's a blow to the brain, and it results in a psychiatric manifestation. So what's interesting is you could understand with trauma why part of the brain may be moved. You know, you could understand where part of the brain might be damaged and may have a strange result because our brain is so highly wired to do so many interesting things. But then when somebody has a migraine, 
you know, why would it trigger a French accent? What's interesting is that um, that it's it occurs more often in women than than men, and um, and the age range is more usually. And this is not with brain trauma, by the way. This is just like a migraine or something else where there's a psychogenic component, right? So there's mm-hmm. some sort of psychiatric issue or psychological disturbance with the absence of any neurologic, neurological damage to the brain that is more common in women, and the age range is 25 to 49. The blow to the head affects genders equally. Very interesting, right? That Weird. is so odd. Do your, do, your, do your French accent there, Saoirse. Bonjour, ça va? Un, zéro, I can't even remember what four is. No. Un, deux, trois, quatre, is it? Un, zéro, quatre, yes. God, that'd be so yeah, weird. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, that is People so People must have thought, like, if it ever happened back in the day, that they were just, you're being childish and immature and an idiot, and they were like, exactly. would you on? Right, right, of course. And what's so funny is if you look at, you know, New York City in its heyday when we weren't locked down and you wanted to get a uh, reservation at some of the most high-brow restaurants in the city, they, they a lot of the major d's are turned off by certain accents, right? So oh they did a study on this, actually, in one of the news channels where they would call and ask for a table at some of the hippest, trendiest restaurants in New York City. And if you had a Southern American accent, you would always, nine out of ten times, be turned down for a table. And if you had a very cool Irish, British, Australian, um, you know, Scottish accent, any of those accents that we love that you guys have, they will book the table immediately. Well, listen, Jennifer, if you're ever stuck for a table and you want us to call in, give us a shout. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep that in mind. For sure. All right. Dude, dude, that's mad. The next one's awful, okay? So I hope you guys haven't eaten dinner or, 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 uh, (laughs) you know, haven't eaten. But the next one is called fish odor syndrome, okay? Yeah. The medical term for this is is trimethylamianuria, okay? It's like a Harry Potter cell. Trimethylamianuria, and it's known as fish odor smell. And instead of... Uh, sweating the normal smell out your sweat glands or even breathing out, you know, bad breath or peeing. You know, sometimes I, you know, we did one week where our foods affected our urine smell like asparagus. Mm. People that have the fish odor syndrome will have the smell of rotting fish through their sweat, breath, and urine. Oh, this is just disgusting. awful. You wouldn't want one of these people on The Bachelor or one of those shows where you <laughs> wouldn't want them in the studio ever. Imagine, that. Imagine <laughs> having to have that conversation going, Saoirse, I think you suffer from the fish syndrome. You smell I like a fish. Foot, a dead I'd be, like, I'd be horrified by myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is just the pit. So anyway, so this is rare. It's it's less rare, again, than the some of the, the, the auto brewery is the rarest that I've spoken about. This is rare, but mm-hmm. it is a genetic, it's a gene mutation. The gene is called FM104. No, just kidding. The gene is called <laughs> FM03, okay? The gene actually is called FM03 gene. And this gene instructs the body to produce certain enzymes that break down organic compounds, compounds known as trimethylamine, which is an amino acid. Now, the problem is if you have a mutation in the genes, the enzymes are inefficient breaking down these compounds. And unfortunately for these people, the result is this fish odor. So, of course, this kind of issue comes along with serious anxiety and depression. Patients, uh, you know, have admitted there have been several cases of attempted suicide. It's awful. Um, and the problem is people really have to alter their diet because 
lots of food have these amino acids in them and it's very very difficult to limit the diet completely but they found that they can limit it enough to try to control this but it's still it's still an issue for a lot of people awful my god so it's jeez yeah i mean what is so, there anything you can do for that except just plast yourself in like links or deodorant <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's the problem. It's not just sweat glands, right? So the, yeah. the wonder is, like, right, so it's it's also in their breath and in their urine. I think it's it's very difficult to keep under control. I think a lot of it is nutritional limitation, mm-hmm. you know, limiting the diet so that you don't trigger these type of amino acids and proteins that you ingest and then your body can't break them down. But, geez, I think it's pretty, pretty you know, not not on the top of my list of syndromes I would want to have. No, definitely you know? not. It'd be like, okay, we'll take the auto brewery one first. Yeah, that is exactly. literally one of the worst I've ever heard. I know. All right, listen to this one, you guys. Are you are you guys fans of The Walking Dead? Yes, <laughs> loved it. Never okay. seen an episode. Uh, my apologies. Or any any uh, any like uh, you know zombie movie will work, Cormac. So it doesn't have to be The Walking Dead. It could be World War Z or any of these. But mm. this is a condition um, that, and you know, this is a condition that is colloquially called the zombie disease, but it's known as Cotard's syndrome. And it's a neuropsychiatric disorder in which a person believes that they are dead or missing a certain part of their soul, organs, blood, or certain body parts. And it has been linked to psychiatric illnesses like depression, But what's very interesting when they study this disease, and this is the most common of all the diseases I've mentioned so far, the neuroimaging has linked it to some neurological changes. So so you have to wonder as a doctor, did the changes occur in the brain first that leads to depression? Or did the depression change the brain chemistry, mm. you know, that you had such a bad depression that was not treatable that um, that people started to believe this as a side effect of depression? Um, and then and then what they've noted in the literature is that patients can sometimes like have this for years on end and then it spontaneously they recover, even in the most severe cases. So they'll walk around feeling that their their, you know, their arm is missing. The arm becomes limp. A leg is missing. They may drag it. Or it has only psychiatric manifestations where they feel like they're dead or that their soul is dead. Um, it's, it's quite frightening. And what's, what's so interesting about many of these cases, right, is that our brains are so powerful in a sense, from foreign accent syndrome to this zombie-like syndrome, where either it's some sort of neurological change and then our brain takes over, or it's that, you know, we're, we have a mood disorder that affects our brain so dramatically that it can really change your belief system or your, or your behavior. I mean, it's wild. That is odd. Yeah, that is odd. And, you know, at, at the least, if you're going through one of these episodes, you can be cast as an extra in The Walking Dead or in World <laughs> War Z. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the perfect. You'd be like, yeah, what's that uh, method acting to the extreme? Yes. That's uh, what you've done over the last while and done it. Um, well, listen, I, I'm sure there's, there's a lot more there, uh, Doctor, that we, could, that we could talk about. Maybe we'll get back to them at another stage. We unfortunately have to move on. Your social media handles across the board again are? At Dr. Wider, D-R-W-I-D-E-R. Listen, it is always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks a million for popping on this evening and obviously look after yourself on, on numerous fronts over there in New York. Thanks so much. I'll be uh, brewing my own uh, alcohol until <laughs> I talk to the next. <laughs> Thanks so much, Bye, everybody. Jennifer. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Got a, a text in here quickly from 
from Stephen. What's the story, Stephen? How are you? Now, Stephen Sergio has, has said this. Uh, see, uh, can you guys tell me who won the Empire State Challenge from the Minder Noggin Day? I missed the no, results after no. listening for the You just the made day. this message up. Stephen, are you Cormac? Cormac, are you Stephen? No, no, no. This comes in from, from Stephen. Stephen is out in, in Newcastle, out in Dublin. And uh, he, was, he was listening there and just... Now, I'm just pretty suspicious that maybe, Stephen, you're friends with Cormac. And if no, so, no. then you're trying to annoy me right now. Um, I think we all know who won that challenge. But we also found out that you can't gloat about it because we raised enough money at the time. Which was what? In the end, 23 grand? Over 23 grand? So uh, we well reached our target. And we said on the show that night, if we did, that you could never gloat about it ever again. Uh, and so, thanks to Barry, who just was dropping thousands yeah, of euros on, on the Friday evening. So no, I'm not going to obviously gloat about it. Barry's amazing. Um, but no, look, you know I hate losing anything. And it's not fair. And you st- you kept quiet until now. And I'm really upset. Listen, I'm just trying to answer Stephen's it's question. It's in the past. It's in the past. Stephen, Stephen, just want to answer this for you now. Um, it, it was. It's not. We are the champions. I suppose. Uh, Sergio did not win. That's all I will say. Look, I gave it everything I had. I'm not, you know, somebody that exercises like you do because you do exercise a lot more than I do. Going up and down the stairs was extremely challenging. I had to take an hour's break in between. Got back into it. I even had to change clothes because I was sweating so bad. And I ch- and I finished it. And I really thought I won. And I was honestly close to tears when I found out that you beat me by an hour and a half. <laughs> Okay. I was. I was yeah, really 1,860 steps. Um, not a, they, they, they do a race as well, Stephen. I don't know if we told you this, but I was, when we were researching this, I came across the guy who set the world record because tower racing is actually a thing where they run up skyscrapers. There's a yearly race on in the Empire State Building where you just have to run up to the, to the top floor. And the guy who holds the world record for it did it in nine and a half minutes. Nine and a half minutes. Disgusting, like isn't how? it? I suppose it's, it's, it's probably less than a couple of probably not even how many meters would it be high i have no idea but if someone can run that in nine and a half minutes and it took me four hours to walk it <laughs> with an hour's break in between come on so listen yeah there you go just to update you on that score there you go Stephen. um yeah, Stephen, he won okay everybody you don't need to text and ask again Cormac won. Maybe every maybe every single evening, Stephen, at like ten o'clock or ha or twenty past ten, you can just you know just as a as a curious listener, you can just WhatsApp in who won, and then I'm not gloating. I'm just answering your question. Well, actually, Cormac, to be honest, I was going to sit down with you and talk about maybe doing a weekly challenge at some stage where we give each other different things to actually do, tasks to complete. Because Saoirse, I, am I don't want you to lose every single week. See, that's the thing. I won't lose because I'm competitive. And now I know the games that you play because on Instagram Live, it looked like you were nearly halfway there when actually you'd finished. So you kind of led us on. Whereas I just I know, was yeah. totally honest that whole time, told people when I was taking a break, got back into it. You were on with Ben Murray at the time and you were telling him that you were getting back into it. So people were texting me going, cool down, relax. He still has another bit to go. That's I was fine. in the bath. I was in the bath with a bottle of wine and my feet up reading Sex horrible. in the City. Having a great You're time. A horrible person. <laughs> Literally devastated. Oh, I'll get Listen, you back. Bring it on. Bring it on, yeah. Whatever. I'm up for whatever. Okay. Climb Mount Everest. I told you I'll do an eating challenge. <laughs> I swear to God, I eat you under the table, 
Careful now. I would. Well, not I like that, know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Uh. <laughs> You're the ones throwing these out. Um, right, okay. Uh, there you go. Thanks for that message in there. That, um... That wraps that up anyway. Uh, on the way uh, after 11 o'clock as well, you'll hear from a woman who is homeschooling her kids via YouTube. Says Mr. YouTube is better than the, their traditional teachers and traditional education system. So that'll be on the way. Next, though, a type of person has been banned from a specific hotel in Germany. This type of person has also been banned from uh, TikTok, internal memos released by TikTok, and has also been banned in Greece from riding certain types of donkeys. Any ideas on what it is, you can take a guess, let us know. We'll be telling you next what type of person a hotel in Germany has banned from a booking a night stay. It's on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Good evening, Cormac and Sergio here on Room 104. Remember, you can uh, listen back to the full shows up on the Room 104 podcast on Acast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the all of the usual places where you're getting your audio and your podcasts and your shows from. We are there, so you can subscribe. Listen back to the interviews, the features on their own, but also um, get the full shows so you can go and subscribe there on the usual places. Um, now, uh, do you know what type of person has, I'm going to say, controversially, been banned from a hotel in Germany. What type of person has been banned from a hotel in Germany? Always seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Sish, off the bat, any ideas? Mm, I say someone that's loud. You know, like my neighbour downstairs. Oh, love to ban loud people. Oh. I'm telling you, I can't stand it. So, someone, yeah, that's playing loud music or a video game really loud or something. Uh, no, uh, no, and a lot of texts coming in for for something similar like that as well. But is it is it something to do with maybe having very loud fun? Oh no, yeah, like, like very promiscuous people who don't seem to be able to control themselves. Yeah. Uh, no, it is not. Hotel over in Germany is now banning overweight people. Overweight people. So Jesus, fat people who weigh a certain weight, they've given a particular weight, are now banned and not allowed booked into the hotel. And they've obviously, you know, the, the, the outrage mob is not going to like this at all because this, as they claim, is a clear case of discrimination and the ultimate form of humiliation and fat shaming from the hotel. So the hotel is now getting destroyed uh, on social media um, and in various different places. That is insane. So what, what um, categorizes as a fat person? They have set a weight. So when you're booking in onto this website, so the hotel is in a place in Cuxhaven in Salenburg. I'm probably not saying that um, <laughs> correctly. But when you're booking in, there's a little disclaimer saying that uh, basically if you are over 130 kilos, which is 20 stone, by the way, if you're over 20 stone, uh, you are not allowed to stay in the hotel. And they're citing safety concerns because their beds and their furniture and their showers can't accommodate you. So they can't just make bigger showers or wider doors. Well, I'm, I'm sure that they probably, probably, probably couldn't. But the, the reason they introduced this policy is it's, it's it's really interesting, right? Let us know your thoughts on this because this it's clear they're discriminating. They're obviously setting a bar and saying, no, if you're over 130 kilos, if you're over 20 stone, you can't come in because they uh, got sued by a guest who was obviously above 20 stone, and when he was asleep, his bed collapsed in on top of him. Okay, that's so terrifying. 
he sued. He sued the uh, he sued the hotel. Uh, he wasn't able to use any of the chairs as well. I think he broke a few chairs that he was sitting on down the restaurants and stuff. And now they've after coming out and saying that listen, if you're over this weight, our furniture cannot handle the weight so we won't be able to accept you and you know what's even funnier not even funnier about it they're technically not breaking any laws because you only come under protection under German law when it comes to these like discrimination protection if you're disabled so if you're like in this weird area of weight let's say and you're not like medically or morbidly obese to the point where you're considered disabled remember when Homer got so disabled or so disabled so obese that he could be yeah. dis- he could be labeled disabled um and then he could work from home and he could do that it's similar that uh, they would only be able to be done or they'd only be breaking the rules and the regulations over there if you were so obese that you were you know deemed disabled but because you're not technically deemed disabled if you happen to be over 20 stone you're not laid booked into the hotel and there's technically legally nothing you can do about it oh, like is it mean i don't know isn't that the same with um airplanes if you're well, when they're trying to when they're trying to kind of say you, you should be charged based on your weight because you'll be technically yeah. using more fuel yeah selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're using two well, seats? Well, listen, I'm heavier than my missus, but she always brings like seven suitcases. So she'd be charged more for that anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, so would I. But in <laughs> terms of the actual seat itself, you don't need... You're not taking up two seats, so... You know, you're not that big. Yeah. But if you, if you are, you know, I guess you do. You should be kind of charged extra or... Look, there's there's a difference between being overweight and being morbidly obese. Yeah. So I know, obviously, there's certain conditions like thyroid and stuff like that that can make you put on weight a lot quicker and you might be a little bit heavier. But I'm talking like, you know, those supersize me type... Oh yeah, like my six hundred pound life and all that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I totally get that, but is it a bit extreme? Like I don't know if that would go down very well here. Well, as I said, the reason they only brought this in was after they were sued. So they were sued by the person, and they claimed obviously that the bed for the quote unquote average person was perfectly safe, perfectly fine. And this person who broke the bed was way over the twenty stone mark, and they're saying, "Well, we can't, we can't be, we can't have steel reinforced beds and chairs." It's just. It's not reasonable, apparently. And because, you know, people who are that weight are technically not classified as disabled, they're not breaking any laws. It's a mad one. Yeah, it's, it's, 
It's a weird one. It's an awkward one. It is one. a weird one. It is awkward and let's be honest, it's not the norm. Do you know that kind of way? It's not like there's every second person is walking around being... Being, yeah, yeah. there isn't that many stone. morbidly obese. There's not that many people over 20 stone. But like, the rugby teams wouldn't be able to stay there then. They're all huge. And you know, they were weighted. It, it, maybe it's not a fat shaming thing. Like if, I don't know, how heavy would like Paul O'Connell be? Or, or yeah. you know, one of the rugby lads. Like they wouldn't necessarily be unhealthy or fat. They're just no. solid muscle. Um, and strong men and stuff like that. They wouldn't be able to stay there either. I wonder if they'd be offended by, by not being allowed to stay there either. Yeah, no, I would be offended. I'd definitely complain. Definitely. And do you know, do you, do you know what else the overweight people have been banned from doing? Which uh, I was looking at this a little bit earlier on as well. And this was a couple of years ago, by the way. And you know, in the beautiful island paradise of Santorini. Oh yeah. The most iconic place to get your hoop out on Instagram, Santorini, the beautiful yeah. white buildings. Uh, they have donkey rides over there, but now it's illegal for an overweight person to ride a donkey. One of the things they did over there, donkey riding was apparently a popular tourist attraction and, and thing to do, but they were given the donkey's spinal injuries. So the animal rights activists kicked up a whole lot of lads, what are you doing? And now uh, overweight people have been banned from uh, riding the animals. Well, that makes sense as well. I mean, if it's going to be, it's technically cruelty to animals. I suppose, yeah, like bed no one spine, so it's fine, yeah. No one should really be on a donkey or anything like a horse if they're overweight. And you see it all the time. Well, the strength of the horse, I imagine. Like a big horse, like a little pony, a little Shetland pony. I couldn't be going on a little Shetland pony. It would look no. like a normal horse for you if you went on it. It would look perfectly fine and to scale. <laughs> but like if, if I went on it, I would crush the thing, yeah. yeah but they, they've been, so they had been uh, banned over in, in Santorini from... Uh, it doesn't yeah, give us particular... Well, sorry, it, it says if you are over um, 100 kilos, you can't uh, ride a donkey over in Santorini. So I wouldn't be able to ride a donkey in Santorini. Yeah, but are they going to weigh you before you go on it? I'm pretty sure they'd have to, yeah. Step on the donkey scale. Mm, sorry, there you go. Too many pizzas, too many beers. Well, I mean, no, they'd thanks. probably have to do the same with the roller coaster or something as well. Well, they, yeah, or they have lift. height restrictions on that. And they have, I don't know if they have weight restrictions on roller I don't know if they do. Maybe they do. But I suppose that you're so, the thing about the roller coasters, it would be the seatbelt. That, that can't clip in properly because of, uh, of, a, oh, co- because yeah. of your size, you might, you might be allowed on. And if you want to terrify yourself, I, got, I fell into a little bit of rabbit hole during the week of watching like uh, roller coaster or theme park accidents on YouTube. Now, oh, I'm not saying I've... watching them. You don't see yeah. them. I'm saying they go through the list of some of the, some of the worst ones. And there was a water slide. There's a water slide in the United States that got shut down. I don't even want to mention what happened, but it's one of the worst. Go Google that and just terrify yourself into seeing some of the things that can happen on theme parks as well. So it wouldn't mind me messing that up. But if that wasn't bad enough, so overweight people over oh, 20 stone are now banned from a particular hotel over in Germany because the beds can't take the weight. Uh, in, in, in Greece, in Santorini, if you're over 100 kilos, you can't actually ride on the donkeys over there anymore. Sad face. Uh, and all, up until the end of last year, TikTok had sent an internal memo around that uh, was censoring, that told its staff and its users and its engineers to censor people who were ugly, poor, fat or disabled on the app. I saw that. Now that That's a bit bad now. I thought it was fake. No, 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 that is true. Now, listen, um, they have said that that uh, policy 
was never in place. <laughs> they were like, that was never in place in the United States market when it kind of got discovered and that the, the policy is apparently no longer in use at all. So if you're worried about your TikToks not getting any traction, um, it, yeah, it may not be because you're ugly or overweight or poor or any of those things. It might just be that your, your content, your content isn't, isn't hitting. But um, yeah, interesting, isn't it? Bit awkward. Yeah, very interesting. Very awkward, yeah. very interesting. But I mean, these things have to have to be put into place if they're either A, killing people or damaging people or damaging animals or furniture or all the rest of it. You kind of just have to have to But I, I, on the other hand, like how how cheap were the beds they were using that someone who was twenty stone? You know? Yeah. We see I got a cheap enough bed, I won't say where I got it, in the spare room in my in my apartment and I lay on it too fast one day and it broke. My God. So, imagine someone that was morbidly obese just trying to sleep on it. Yeah, good luck. Thank you, see you, bye. Mm. So, uh, there you go. Listen to the TikTok thing. As I said, the policies are not never in place in the, in the US. I don't know about Europe. Maybe they were in place uh, here and they're no longer, according to the statements released by TikTok, no longer here. But if you are heading off to Santorini... Um, well, maybe you're not because of the whole lockdown. But next time you're going to Santorini, I've never been. Maybe you have. Uh, you can't ride the donkey if you're over 100 kilos. And that hotel. What is the hotel in Germany? Let me just see. So we're going to have a look at it up. I, I know, like, yeah, it depends on whose side you take. The business owner side or the individual side. Because business owners now, especially hotels, are going to be shafted because of mm. the, the lockdown restrictions. The hotel was um, Beach Hotel Salenburg in Cuxhaven saying their chairs were not suitable for people who weigh more than 20 stone. Uh, so they're not accepting guests. But, like, do do they have... They probably don't have a form on their booking form that, or a section on their booking form that asks you for your weight. You know, because... And then what happens if you rock up there and they look at you and you're a little big and they're like, um, sir, however do you weigh? You kind of be, like, at reception going, why? And you're like, well, you're too big. So, see you, bye. Yeah, but, like, who is honest about their weight? Let's be let's be fair about it. <laughs> but if you're on a dating site, you're not going to say, "Oh, I'm, you know, thirteen stone." You're going to say you're nine. What would be worse though, lying lying about your weight and then going down to the restaurant and just sitting down and just hearing a little bit of a creak oh. and then falling on your hole in front of everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God, hey. see, that's something that you know. If that happened, Whoops. you'd be fairly embarrassed. Yeah, you'd probably have to just. I'd say it, most people that are that large. Know it. And they wouldn't go to places. isn't that large, though. It's not that large for a fella, like, as I said, if it was well, no, maybe. If you were a weight builder, like you said, like very fit, but just really muscly, you're probably going to weigh just as much. Yep. So, it is discrimination. Yeah. Right. There you are. So, um, that's over in Germany. They have banned fat people from the hotel because they said they were sued they're not technically breaking any discrimination laws because they, the weight class they've identified it's not making you morbidly obese so you're not technically disabled there you go uh, still to come at 11 o'clock woman who is homeschooling her children via YouTube and Netflix says it's better than the traditional education system they're learning more and they're smarter than what they would have been so be on to explain a little bit more to you FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Good evening. Yeah, it's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Let us know uh, Let us know what you're up to. Um, are you back in work, by the way? I'd love to know what the story is with people. Uh, slowly, as you heard on the ads there, the places are slowly starting to open themselves back up. Uh, myself and Saoirse are still broadcasting from home. Pretty much everyone is still broadcasting from home. Um 
Uh, yeah, so Tara is, Emma is, Ben. Who else am I missing now? Jim Jim and Nobby. Yeah, they're also broadcasting from home. So I think um, over the next couple of weeks anyway, we'll be moving back because I keep forgetting it's June. And any time I look at June, the little date here on my laptop, I kind of get terrified because I'm like, oh, oh good God. Like it, it yeah, still, it's so for me, only feels as if it was March a couple of weeks ago. I know. Because that's when the lockdown was, and now it's just like, oh, good God. So it's kind of, it's a bit weird and scary to think of how quickly, let me see, March, April, May, June, the last four months, so the last 16 weeks has just disappeared. Into Is no- that the weirdest part? Because we're stuck inside, and for the most part, we're bored and we're doing nothing, yet time has flown by. It's meant to be the yep. opposite. Yeah, so it, it kind of, it's, it's, it's yeah, have, you, have you found it kind of just going quicker? Yeah, I found uh, March and April lasted for two years and then suddenly <laughs> May and June are like, wh- what? Yeah, how, March the 17th they... lasted a, a quite a while. It was like, oh, it good did. God. Yeah, it was very somewhere. strange. But um, yeah. yeah, no, I think probably the weather's helping. I don't know what it is, but it is flying by. Uh, but traffic today was terrible. Yeah, Everywhere. I think everyone, everyone's starting to say that now. I imagine it's a mix of half the people are back to work and then you know the way you can go anywhere in the county now. So yes. you're allowed, there's no 20 kilometre or 5 kilometre radius. So everyone was either going to the park or visiting or going to, you know, the beach, Dolly Mount or Sandy Cove or wherever they're going. Um, um, and, and see, well, out in Malahide or Port Marnock and see what the story is out there. So, um, you know, it's a bit bad, all right? Yeah, but that's probably it. Everyone's going to visit people now that they're allowed and going to places that they haven't been for months. Mm. So I it's, just gone, wonder, it's gone. I w- yeah. I wonder how many places are going to be allowed keep to the certain situation. So obviously if you're retail and you work in retail and you're a nurse or working in a warehouse, you either have been at work or you're going to have to go back to the office. But if you are or to the warehouse or wherever you're working. But are, do you think many people are going to continue to work from home? I don't know. I'm hearing mixed reports. I think a lot of people that are working from home that can work from home, I think a few days a week, they'd probably like to keep doing that. But I think everybody kind of gets cabin fever and wants to get out of the house a bit. So there might be a bit of part-time working from home, working from office. Yeah, like, what what, 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 what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? Are you, you going to come back to work or will you be demanding that no, I'm staying at home? I'm going to stay at home. <laughs> Can't leave Susan on her own. <laughs> Oh, God, being a cat mom is very hard. I've become very attached to the cat. I'd love to, um, we, we should do, we should broadcast from the pubs, from, from a pub as soon as, it, uh, as soon as they open back up to see what the crack is. I think that'd be Piece great. Of, and we should probably you know, never leave. Maybe we should just relocate <laughs> there just in case we have to lock down again. Yeah, oh, I think someone sneezed. We have to stay in the pub for two weeks. Sorry about yeah. you now. Just to see how, how it'll be because I think... I think it might ruin the pub experience. One, all the barmen, a lot of, obviously all the staff, I know, might ruin the experience. I know, it'll save, yeah, I know, it's health and safety and all that stuff, but seeing a barman with a face mask on, and are they going to have to have the big plastic kind of uh, protective shields on the counter? Actually, you're not going to be allowed to go up to the counter, that's right, isn't it? You're not going to be allowed to go up to the counter. So, so what are you, a weird are you atmosphere. allowed to sit around? It's all table service. You have to book a table, I think, initially. Um oh. But I just wonder when it, if it'll ever get back to normal, we'll be able to walk up to the counter and go, hi, sir, can I have a pint, please? But yeah. So now's a good time to introduce robots, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, bring in the robot barman. There you go. 
Job done. Don't have to worry about that then. Um, you need an nice angry, mix. moody barman to give you the real, authentic Irish situation. That's true. They might change their tune now because uh, they had to close for so long. Or they could be even worse. Yeah. It could be even worse, Saoirse. They might be moodier because they have been in work um, but over this, the last while. this is a little bit happier news if you have a dog. Have you got a dog, actually, no? No, I had a dog growing up that we called uh, that we called Lacey because when oh, it was a cute. pup... It just used to go. It used to go mental and just start chewing people's shoes and opening their laces. Yeah, so a very um, useful dog, you could yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, hyper. But we had a black Labrador growing up, and I remember my mom telling me stories about you know dogs being able to rescue, rescue babies if they're about to fall down the stairs, or you know, do amazing things if somebody falls and they they're able to yeah. ring on a phone or whatever. So. We had a black Labrador who, when my brother was only three, did exactly that. So the stair gate that was up on the top of the the stairs had broken. The latch had broken on it. And so he was at the top of the stairs about to fall down and the dog blocked him. No way. Literally stood in front of it and and started barking. And then my mom came and he would have fallen down the stairs otherwise. So, um, yeah, I, I believe that, but... You know, people will say, ah, it was just fluke or he wasn't actually trying to save yeah, the child. Yeah, but just because all of the things that... Do you ever see those videos on YouTube that you can see people and it, like the, the dog is protecting the baby and it's lying on top of the baby or whatever? Just terrifies me because I'm like, it's still a dog. It's still an animal. Is it going to... Oh, do you know what I mean? I get so nervous that the dog would lash out and do something stupid. That, yeah, that's it. But for the most part, they've now done a study to say that a dog would actually rescue you if you were in danger. Well, that's good. So they did this thorough study where they locked themselves in a box. So these researchers locked themselves in a box, got the owner to do the same thing. And some of them had to put on a distressed voice. Right. Obviously panicked and, you know, the the dog, see how the dog would react. And for the most part, 55% of dogs, whether you were panicking or not panicking, went to try and rescue you. So try to open no the box way. in any way that they could. Yeah, so they did say there was a bit of a difference that dogs obviously um, had, like, particularly were interested in those that sounded more distressed because yeah, they yeah, yeah. obviously knew that there was something something up. So shown signs of distress, they were quicker to rescue you. But it didn't show that, like, as equally, basically, that they were going to rescue you regardless, but just took their time. So they're so probably, probably pawing at If the house is on fire, they'll just be like sauntering about for a while, kind of going, I don't really know what to do here. Maybe well, they're okay. Well, it said that they could, they could sense fear as well. So, you know, a lot of times when someone something bad happens, maybe you can't scream because you're just in shock. But you're yeah. obviously, they can sense the fear. So they um, reacted. But 55%, that's amazing. I mean, the most important thing about this study, Saoirse, is the fact that it proves once and for all that cats won't do a thing for you. No, cats will just let you die and eat your dead body. We've discovered that. <sighs> I, I know. Always go Look, with dogs. They haven't Always done... They have not done a study on cats to determine whether or not the cat would save you. My cat I, I, I don't think anyone has done not. any studies on cats. I just don't think even researchers will be bothered. They know anyway. The cat won't get involved. The cat will just push something over and smash it on the ground and then go asleep on the top of a cupboard somewhere and that'll be the end of that study. Actually, speaking of, when I was watching The Notebook yesterday, I had a pack of chewing gums on the side of the couch she jumped up beside me on the couch and I just looked at her for a second she was staring into my face and out of nowhere she just knocked over the chewing gum there you go like there for no go. reason 
I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't annoying her, nothing. She just threw it on the ground. Um, but um, yeah, this study did go on to say, while it appears to be unusual for a dog not to rescue you, the whole point on setting you free is uh, distress or not appears to be rewarding for a dog. So they actually well, get Well, they're rewarded. just looking for food then. They're just like, I saved no, you. Can I have some food now, please? Thanks very much. A little, a little part of their brain lights up. They're actually happy to rescue you. And they want cool. to save their owner. I just think that's very cute. So um, there you go. 55% of the time, a dog will try and save you, whether you're stuck somewhere. So maybe if you were stuck that's in kind of my bedroom... That's kind of just 50-50, though. That's kind of just 50-50. It's not, it's not a very high percentage. Like, half of the dogs... So if you're listening right now, you've kind of just got a 50-50 chance of your dog bothering if you are ever in a serious situation. Do you know what's interesting? And this might be uh, of interest to someone who might be planning on buying a dog. They said you're more likely to get a dog to rescue you if they're medium to bigger dog breeds than the smaller dogs. Ah, the small, small ones wouldn't have a hope of dragging you out of a building. No, Maybe but even try to, to rescue you. out of the building. You're like, no. Yeah, exactly. They'd probably bark more so than do anything about it. But um, yeah, you need to get yourself maybe a German Shepherd or something. Yeah, listen, let us know if you've, got, if you've got a dog that's ever looked after you or gotten you or someone you know out of a bit of an awkward situation. 0876797104. Chris Brown, go crazy. It's Cormac and Sears here in Room 104. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.